Hi, this is Zach. And Kayla. This week is brought to you by Boulevard Jam Band, PBR, and LaCroix Cran Raspberry. Somebody's not drinking. I'm on a drinking hiatus. No booze. And we are a bar hopping and house shopping. And we've been out for a couple weeks. We've been pretty busy. Kind of. You've been busy. I mean, life has been busy. True. Um, we, the last place we left you was on our inspections for a house that we had under contract. And after that all went down, we found some pretty major stuff that needed to be addressed. So then we went through and tried to decide what we would ask the seller to try to fix uh, before we bought it. Uh, main issue was the sewer line was pretty much about to collapse. It was already partially collapsed. There was also some electrical issues and a whole, a whole list of things. Um, turns out they didn't want to fix any of it. Yeah. Um, so in that part of the process, after you get your inspections, you look at all the reports, sewer, whole house, chimney, um, termite, uh, and you say, okay, what can I fix on my own and what do I want them to fix? And then you go back and you say, I want you to fix this or else I can't buy your house. Your inspections are sort of your out if you find something that's bad. Um, they also cost a lot of money, which we talked about a little bit in our last episode. And so whenever we found out that the sewer was collapsed and a bunch of other things, we asked for quite a bit in the first round. And then whenever they came back, kind of freaked out. Sellers were freaked out. They've been in this house for 25 years. Um, we said, okay, fine, just fix the sewer and we'll handle the rest of it. And they canceled our contract, which means, Zach? We didn't get the house, and we're out a whole bunch of money. <laughs> uh, so that was fun. And then I think the most really frustrating part was that there were no houses coming on the market. It was just like, okay, well, you don't get this house and nothing else to look at, right? Like, I was pretty frustrated. Mm -hmm. I think everyone was just waiting for spring. Yeah. So spring is here and we've finally started seeing houses come on every day almost. New houses in our price range and that meet certain qualifications. Um, and so a few days ago, Sunday, we put another offer on the house. You want to talk about that? <laughs> yeah, it was a really nice house with a lot of potential. Uh, seller's only been in there about a year and a half, but they, well, the previous owners had done a lot too. It's got a newer roof, newer mechanicals, kitchen's been upgraded. Zach actually looked at it while I was on vacation in Cuba with some of my girls, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, I guess I've been in the house three times now. Yep. 
which is odd. You don't usually get that many times to look at a house. And it's still unsold. We're still the only offer right now. It's been on the market since October. Um, so for six months. Um, and so we put an offer on it. And he said, we actually asked for quite a bit off because we knew it was on the market for a while. It's a three bedroom, one bathroom, which is a little less appealing to people. Oh, but the attic. Yeah, the attic was great space. It's unfinished, but has a lot of potential to, you know, be finished into a nice master suite and add another bathroom. Um, we could make it our own. Mm -hmm. But it didn't have to be done immediately, which is nice. Right. Except for the bathroom, maybe. <laughs> and then we asked for quite a bit off, and then he countered back with, about half of what we asked off and then we countered back with another offer and then he's like well i'll do it for a thousand dollars more than what you asked for but you have to take it as is you can do inspections but you can't ask me to fix anything which a lot of houses if they're listed as is it just says that in the listing and so you know up front that the seller doesn't want to make any changes yeah this guy's basically put a bunch of money in the house in a short amount of time and is expecting a big return, but that doesn't happen. Um, well, and it was things that don't necessarily bring a return. Like installing a new AC, it doesn't necessarily add value. It's just maintenance you have to do. Right. It's expensive, but it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't like they added on a bathroom. So if he wants to take it as is, we're sitting there right now. We asked him for some documentation, invoices and stuff of what he's done to the house. Just because some of it was kind of vague, just said there was plumbing and electrical updates done. Well, la -dee -da. doesn't tell you what was done um, in the attic. They had spliced in knob and tube wiring to Romex for some of the lights in there, which is dangerous. So not exactly sure what the rest of it's been done in the house. So. Right now, we're just waiting to see if he actually gives us any information. Um, like I said, we're really the only offer he has on the house, and it's been on for a while, so ball's in his court. You know, you would think he would want to sell the house and give us this information, but right now, we're just sitting in the offer mode, which is a safe zone. We haven't signed any contracts or anything, so that's kind of nice. So we've looked at a few houses since Sunday just to stay active. Um, and I posed a question on the Instagram. What are your thoughts on sacrificing a little bit of yard versus location? Because we actually looked at a house, awesome house, awesome location, but the backyard is mostly porch. Um, so I wanted to share some of the replies that I got to that because I don't think you saw them. Um, one of them said, if I had a dog like Bill, I would want a yard for them to run around in. Bill's not much of a runner. <laughs> He's not. He, um, but you know, that thing you think about like that German short hair that you want might want to be a runner. So that's something to think about. Another reply was, I'm currently in a loft in a cool location and wish we had a nice outdoor space. And so that was kind of my, um, you know, this house has a great outdoor space. It has a front yard, 
with a patio and a great back porch, but it just doesn't have a fenced in backyard. That's like the key piece that it doesn't have. So I think, I mean, I lean towards wanting a yard, but I just wanted to pose this question. So it's good to hear everyone's responses. And I'm really excited that everyone is playing along with me on our Instagram at Bar Shopping. So thank you guys for doing that. Uh, another one says, depends on the location and the price. That was Kara. Uh, she was on our last episode. And so we had a long conversation about that. And then my sister said, I vote yard for sure. So um, we love the house. Maybe if the price drops, we'll look at it. But um, I think right now we're just kind of waiting on that one. Yeah, we'll see what happens. And then um, we've been seeing some pretty good houses lately, I think. Some cool details and, um, I mean, not some really not good ones, too. But I've been pretty pleasantly surprised on what we've seen. What about yeah, you? there's some good ones coming on. So another thing we deal with when buying a house is, if you're lucky, you get a seller's disclosure that's been filled out well. A lot of them are not filled out well. Um, basically, it's explaining how old things are, what things have been done to the house that you know of, um, any issues that you're aware of, settling, foundation, termites, anything like that. Water. Water. Some people do better jobs than others. Some is just no information or people have no idea or they just flipped it. So, um, yeah, you definitely need to document what you've done to your house because it will definitely help um, people want to buy it. Yeah, why wouldn't you? I mean, I understand if it's a flip and they don't know a lot about the house, but if you're trying to sell your house, don't you want to show it off? Yeah. Um, I guess some people just don't care. They just assume it's a seller's market, so people will buy it. I think it's been interesting to see houses start to sit on the market a little bit longer. Yeah. It's starting to change a little bit, I think. I mean, even, you know, three days versus one day is a little bit longer. But then there are some that have been on for quite a bit longer than that. Mm -hmm. Slowly, and maybe that's just because it was a slow time with spring break and stuff. But that has been interesting lately, I think. We haven't been in competition. Not really, no. In We've also been looking at more one-bed bathrooms, too. I think that months. helps. Yeah. Yeah, you're Nobody right. wants that. Yeah, we don't really even want a one-bathroom, but we've been looking at them just because we know that it would be okay for a short time. Yeah. And it lowers the price of the house quite a bit, which is nice. <laughs> so that house we're currently waiting on is a one-bathroom. Like Kayla said, I looked at it while she was gone in Cuba. Yeah. Gallivanting around. Yeah. Girls' trip. So that was sort of our bar hopping. Um drank a lot of mojitos and rode in a lot of classic cars and the Cubans were very proud of them. Um, and then just found out today that it's going to be a lot harder for people to travel to Cuba unless they have family there. So really glad that we went when we did. I was actually down there to celebrate two of my girlfriend's 30th birthdays, Anna and Gina, happy birthday. And um, I'm lucky to have adventurous girlfriends in my life because that was not the easiest trip to plan. You have to really plan ahead. I mean, 
how do I normally pack versus packing for Cuba? That was much more organized. You did a good job. Thank you. Turns out that Southwest Airlines canceled my flight. So I normally not the proactive type actually went to check in 24 hours in advance because I was flying internationally and I thought that might be a good idea and found out that my flight was canceled. Had to leave work early, come home, pack and leave the same day instead of the next morning. So it's a good thing I was organized. Um, But we actually went for support of the Cuban people. And in doing so, we took down a lot of toiletries and um, household items that are really expensive to the Cuban people because they're priced in tourist dollars and not in pesos, which is what a lot of Cuban people are still using, even though the country is making the transition to the kook, Cubano. Uh, But we took a lot of that stuff down. I brought rum and cigars back, which a lot of people didn't know that you could do, including myself. So that was exciting. Um... We got to see Ernest Hemingway's hangout, Floridita, and the hotel that he stayed at, and we learned salsa dance. Um, and now people aren't going to be able to go, so I feel bad for even talking about my experience and how wonderful it was because people won't even be able to go for a while. Um, but it was awesome, but that's kind of, I've been out And then I came back and I was sick and Zach's been taking care of me. Uh, So we've been kind of out of the picture for a while. And I was busy bowling by myself while she was gone. Yeah. Doing market research for a potential future business endeavor. Yeah. And tell them how many games you bowled by yourself. I think I bowled about 10 games by myself in three or so hours. So, I was a little sore the next day. <laughs> I would say and two pitchers average, of beer. I'm sore after like two games. So I can't imagine doing 10 games. Oh, and I had no service. So I came back to all of this information. And beer. And you got to hang out with your buddies. Oh, yeah. Well, build a fence. It's not really like chill hanging out, but. It's what normally happens when I hang out. Building something. Trying to think, um, even before that, we just haven't done, which is really not like us. We just haven't done a lot of bar hopping lately, but Zach did get his quarterly bonus from work last week. And well, this is before I found out that I was contagious, took me out to dinner at a restaurant in Kansas city called pot pie. And it was awesome. And neither of us got pot pies. Neither of us got Popeyes, but the food was great and the service was really good. Um, highly recommend. I'm trying to think of if there's anywhere else we've been. Oh, we went to Charlie Hooper's. Yeah, Sunday. Before um, we went and looked at a house. Yeah. Or the house again, the same one we're waiting on. It's good to, you know, have a few beers in you before you go look at houses because you don't notice. <laughs> You don't notice as many of the things that you might whenever you're you're like, oh, is this floor slanted or am I just tipsy? <laughs> mm. So we haven't done too much. I'm trying to think of if we did anything before I left for Cuba, but 
Um, Besides bowling. Not really, I don't think. Yeah, but things have been quiet. It was really, it got really cold again. Not really cold, but cold right before I left. It was nice, and then it got cold, and I came back, and it was really hot. Um, and now it's cooling off a little bit again. Spring in the Midwest. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so, but Zach has been on a Boulevard Beer Jam Band kick. It's tasty. Tell them it's about. only good for a couple. It doesn't really taste like a beer. It's a it's a berry trio beer, kind of like a I don't know if you'd call it a lambic or something like that, but it's good. Tell them about the sampler pack you got, which was awesome. Yeah, Boulevard introduced a new sampler pack. It had a, it's a twelve pack with three each of Boulevard wheat. Space Camper IPA, their Tropical IPA, and then, um, was it Jam Band was the, yeah, mm -hmm. Jam Band was the other one. I think I drank them all besides the wheat. And I love the Tropical IPA. That's like one of my favorites of theirs. I think I've just had enough Boulevard wheats in my lifetime that I don't really drink them anymore. I'll drink them once I get off my no alcohol kick. I love a good cold Boulevard wheat. Then I found Lone Star beer when we were at Charlie Hooper's the other night or day. I mean, you love Lone Star. Yeah, they finally started distributing outside of the state of Texas. Um, still haven't seen a liquor store. I don't know if they're just doing it just to bars, but it's owned by the same company that does P BBR, PBR. So no wonder I like it. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh huh. They they bought Lone Star. Yeah. Oh, huh. I think it's a Russian company or something like that owns them all. Typical. So, um, exciting news, though, on that front that I just was reminded of. The state of Kansas had some beer laws change. So what were they before? I think it was just in grocery stores and stuff. You would only sell up to 3-2 beer. Um, now they can sell... I think it's up to six something percent or something like that. I think just a little yeah, bit stronger. Six percent, it says. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot more probably craft beers and stuff you can buy in grocery stores and. You can buy it in grocery stores or no? Yeah, grocery stores and they gas stations. Even. You could always buy beer in grocery stores. It just wasn't. You could full strength, or the stronger stuff. Oh. Yeah, they just don't sell liquor or wine in grocery stores. In oh, Kansas. just beer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's exciting. Like, good job, Kansas. Go, Kansas. Welcome to the 20th century. <laughs> yeah, so um, that was exciting news, though. So I used to, um, so Kansas City is obviously, Kansas City, Missouri is where we live. But uh, a bunch of the suburbs and most of the people that I work with especially live and I actually work on the Kansas side. Um, and I used to live closer to a grocery store in Kansas than a grocery store in Missouri, although I lived in Missouri. So I would drive across the state line and go get groceries, but I would not buy beer there because, or wine or liquor, because I'd have to go to a different store to get it. 
So I think that's pretty exciting. It is. So much more efficient. You can get drunk so much faster. When I was growing up, Kansas wouldn't even let you buy anything on Sundays. You still can't buy anything on Sundays in my hometown. Go Arkansas. Arkansas is a little behind. <laughs> uh, yeah, so pretty cool. Up to 6% uh, ABV on those new beers in Kansas. So that was pretty excited. Um, we have gone to... Um, we have still been going to our happy hour at the liquor store behind our house, though. Plaza Liquor. They do an amazing happy hour. <laughs> Free tasting every week. <laughs> oh, it's not a happy hour? Well, I guess you could call it a happy hour. <laughs> Free tasting every week uh, with beers, wine, and usually liquor. But this past week, which was actually awesome because I wasn't drinking, they did those little simple syrup tasting on the side. Um, those were so good. I'm going to try to find the name of those right now, but you can keep going. Yeah, we usually go there, start our Fridays, have a few drinks, maybe buy something if we need it, come back home, drink some more. Well, I'm drinking for two right now. <laughs> and then, that uh, makes it sound like you're pregnant. Well, <laughs> maybe I am. You never know. <laughs> Uh, I'm not pregnant. I just am choosing not to drink because I want to jumpstart some weight loss before summer. So I'm going for that dad bod look for summer. So I'm continuing to drink. Doing good, honey. <laughs> just teasing you. You don't have a dad bod. Hmm. If I come up with the name of those simple syrups, I'll share it. But I, I don't, I don't see it on a quick little search. And um, yeah, I guess up, we're up to date on what houses we've been looking at. Um, we'll be out of commission this weekend as we're going down to Arkansas for Easter. Uh -huh. Oh, I do want to talk about. Um, this sweet 70s inspired house that we saw. Um, this was the cutest house and it was over our price range, but I wanted to look at it so bad because it was just really well done. Um, but what do you guys think about wallpaper? Because wallpaper is really making a comeback. Why don't you tweet us or slide into our DMs on Instagram at Bar Shopping and let us know what you think about wallpaper because this house had a lot of wallpaper. And it was cool. It was, I think the whole house was themed. And so it was really well done, I thought. It was a nice house. Yeah, we wallpaper is not bad if it's done right and a good design. You just see a lot of people who did wallpaper themselves and or like don't the know layers. how to apply it. What is this one? Or the layers when people put like. Yeah. Tear off your old layers, people. <laughs> Just like a roof. Yeah. Don't exactly. put a layer on top of a layer. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good. But that was a cool house. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen a totally themed house before. Like in the 90s, it was really popular to theme different rooms of your house. So I think that was different but a whole it was like it was like a, 
a beach house that seemed like a beach house, but it was a 70s themed house in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. It was cool and really pretty. It had um, a lot of oranges and cool patterns. And anyway, I loved that house. I thought it was great. I know. My mom listened. She loves wallpaper or did back in the 90s. What, well, Robin, you should um, let us know which one was your favorite wallpaper. What was your favorite wallpaper pattern? I think it was probably floral was big back then. Floral, yeah. Maybe with a um, forest green wall underneath the chair rail. Well, that's very 90s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very stylish in the 90s. Love it. Cool. Yeah. So we're going down to Arkansas uh, this weekend and we will probably do a little bit of hiking and Easter lunch and I don't know, play some games or whatever you do with your with family. So we're going to go see my family and then we'll be back in action next week with more updates. So I think we kind of want to send you off with a few uh, tweets in this article that we read. It's called Seven Tweets That Hilariously Sum Up How Hard It Is to Buy a House. And we'll actually share the full article on our Twitter. But uh, we want to read a couple of these because they're really funny. Um, Do you want to start? You can pick whichever one you want. Sure. The first one, or I guess second one, uh, the next time somebody complains about millennials, maybe remind them which generation linoleumed over all these beautiful hardwood floors, <laughs> which is true. So true. We saw linoleum today. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't linoleum, but it was something like that. Um, this one is good. Homeowners associations are the worst group project ever. <laughs> Just people that get a little bit of power and go crazy. A lot of the homeowners associations for the houses that we've looked at, if they have one, most of them don't, is like $100 a year. I'm like, what are you doing with $100 a year from me and these other like 50 homes? That is not a lot of money. Well, here's one from Merriam-Webster. Mortgage comes from two old French words meaning death and pledge. Sounds about (laughs) right. (laughs) So we will share uh, all of those funny tweets over on our Twitter. And I think that's all we have for this week. Thanks for joining us. We really appreciate you. Go give us a follow at Bar Shopping to follow along with our journey. See ya. Yay!